What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Brad, and if you notice to my right, the man is back. Guess who's back? Back again. Shady's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Listen, back from his overseas trip, hiking, living in the Himalayas with the monks on a journey both spiritual and sexual. Mike. <laughs> and I'm Miguel, guys. I can't, I can't even do it. I can't. I can't do it. Uh, Miguel <laughs> is back to the show, everybody. What's going on, buddy? I missed you. I was trying so hard to keep a straight face. I was like, how long, how far can he go? I don't know. I was trying to think of like the most outlandish thing that I could possibly say. Like I was just basically flying by the seat of my pants. And he definitely did. He definitely went for it. I did not have that plan. (laughs) No, he didn't. That was not scripted, dogs. Good. Oh, what's going on, man? I'm so glad to have you back. It's been, it's been fun. Like I, it was, it was a nice, I don't know. It's a bit lonely. it it's has been, been lonely. lonely. I, I've I've been lonely, um, but I, I don't I don't know. It's it's been it's been all right. Like I've I've enjoyed doing it alone, but it's just a different dynamic. Like it's such a different dynamic doing it with you than versus doing it like just. It's by weird to talk to a screen than it is to talk to an actual person. Trust me, yeah, I've been it's, there. It's very strange to talk to uh, to talk to myself. So, mm-hmm. and I mean I. I My man broke his mic. Can you well, hear welcome me? back to Let's Talk Movies, guys. It's just Can Miguel. You, I feel like the Verizon commercial from like 2001. Can you hear me now? Can yeah, you hear right. me now? Right. Uh, sorry, I hit. The, it's got this new mic setup that I have. The mute button is on the bottom, which is very strange. And like, if you try to adjust it, like you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to adjust things. Um, well, but I don't know, man. You just don't touch it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been fun. It's been a challenge to to do the show by by myself, but it's been it's been fun. And and I'll keep doing those side videos. Um, I I told them this a while ago. I'm trying to get one video out a week, one standalone video. I don't know if I'm gonna get one out this week. I'm gonna be honest because this is kind of a crazy week. I've got a work trip at the end of the week, so I won't even. We this is probably I would think this is probably gonna be our only live show this week. I would think. I'm not 100 percent positive unless something crazy happens. I would think this is probably going to be our, our our last live show of the week, but but it's going to be a hell unless of a good Chris Hemsworth comes out that he cheated on Miley Cyrus too. We we will not have a show. That's breaking news right there. I'm what? <laughs> is he dating Miley Cyrus? No, dog. I'm talking about the whole drama between Miley Cyrus and like Liam Hemsworth. I may have been away from the podcast, but I've kept up with the news. I have I have no idea what you're talking and about. That's do, probably like do tell because I'm news. very confused. Are you serious? I have no idea. What guys, you're in the about. comments, like, tell me, like, you guys know about this. Like, uh, who was it? it was, I think it was, like, Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth, I think it was. Yeah. I just want to take a minute. That was an extremely foamy pour. That's okay. It's supposed John, to be foamy. I John Taffer would be proud of me. But yeah. That... <laughs> well, I've learned something that, like, you're, you're supposed to have a foamy, a foamy uh, top. If According you don't, to John Taffer, which if you don't have know. a foamy top, that means all the carbonation or the gas, whatever the fuck they're talking about, is in the drink. So that's why you get more bloated. So the more foam, you. yeah, the less bloated you are. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna let this foam uh, dissipate here. Yeah, uh, it's also not to toot my own horn here, but it's also my birthday. So this is a little birthday pour. We're celebrating having Miguel back on the show. 
Um, this is a good time. Since I'm, I'm broke, happy to be here. It's a great time to be alive. Present to him. It's a wonderful time to be alive. What your presence? That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your For some, that's a here? lot. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah. It. I. I don't know. I. I try to get on other shows, and I saw some of you guys in the Wham chat last night. But like, it's good to see you guys here uh, as well. I try to get on other shows when I can. It's just hard. It's it's hard enough to keep up with our show, like, let alone try to like you know what I mean. Like be that's on not to and, say like, we don't care about the other out. shows. We I, are such fans of all of y'all. Legit. Um, but Rosalia is here. What's going on, Rosalia? He she we big boobs himself is in the house. So glad that you guys are here. Gory is in the house. Uh, SBC bird. What's going on, buddy? David Irwin. You guys are amazing. Thank you, David. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, Rosie said she's a little bit stressed out. Listen, Rosalia, guess his age. Listen, what? Guys in the comments, guess how old is Brad right now? To the birthday, guess fourteen thousand. You're like the kids. The kids, you all, you all know I'm a teacher, and the I'm like I'm, I ask the kids, I'm like, how old do you think I am? And they're like forty four. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like I, I do I don't. I'm like I don't look forty four. Do I? Forty four. Surely to I don't look them probably. To them maybe. Who knows? To a nine year old probably, but. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't sure, know. Like, you can, you can judge thought, age. I thought teachers were like at best, way older like, than they 35. actually are. Yeah, minimum was like 35 that I've had. So, and who knows? There could have been like a 26 year old, 25 year old for all I care. Yeah. Nope. 35. Yeah. Oh, the guesses are coming in. Uh, by the way, Rosie, uh, if you're having, you, listen, if you're stressed, have yourself a drink, a drink, whatever, whatever drink you may please. Uh, hope you hope you've had an all right day, Rosie. We love you. Glad you're here. Um. Uh, so the get the the guesses are coming in. SPC guessed twenty eight. Uh, he she we guessed twenty nine. Um, he she we also guessed thirty four. <laughs> Why are you throwing in two guesses, bro? <laughs> one is I like I didn't what? say. I didn't say like you only have one guess. I just said guess away, guys. Throw yeah. the numbers out, dog. At the end of the show, we'll say his age. How's no, that? We'll say it. We'll just say it now. We'll just say it now. Sure. I'm 36. I'll say this. No, kidding. He's not. He's not old enough <clears throat> to drink. Let's see. Who is the closest? Uh, SPC said 28. Um, SPC, you are closest. I am 26 years young today. 35. 35. <laughs> 35. I'm, I'm 26 years old today. So good old 1997 was when I was birthed into the world. That was a good year. The only came after that was a good year. What movie other than Titanic? What good movie? Yeah, I'm. I get Titanic. That's my big movie of the year. I was born was Titanic. Um, that was the top movie, I think. And let's my see. Let's see. 1997. What was going on in the movie world? And in black. In the 1997. Lost world, liar, liar, Air Force One. Ooh, I know what you did last summer, which, hey, I know what you did last summer is getting a sequel, like a true like Halloween 2018 style sequel, which is pretty dope. Um, I think it's a sequel at least. Titanic was obviously the, the like the big one. Um, Event Horizon came out in 97. That's Spawn, Scream 2, Batman and Robin. Hell yeah. Batman and Robin dropped in. Uh, that. That's when we get uh, ice. We get, Speed. We get Arnold Speed as Mr. Two. Freeze. <laughs> Guys, listen here. I did not know Speed had a secret. Here, let me, let me share this so we can. Uh, let's look at this together. Movies, uh, movies from the year Brad was born. 
movies from the year I was born. So we got. Uh, I liked it. We, we got the game. I know what you did last summer. Event Horizon, Devil's Advocate, Anaconda, uh, Spawn, Contact. Don't. Contact My is a good movie. <laughs> don't want unless you got Volcano. Fun, is this? I feel like I remember this movie, Volcano. Yeah, it's called Pompeii. No, not no, 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 not Pompeii. Of course, it pulls up an actual. <laughs> that's not what I want. I feel that's like I remember funny. watching Volcano. What alien is this? Alien Resurrection came out in '97. Scream Two, The Lost World, Two Girls and a Guy. That doesn't. That's oh, American like a, Werewolf in Paris came out too. Two, two girls. I don't know if I want to say what I was thinking. <laughs> we all know. Two, two girls and a guy sounds like a really bad porn. Um, oh, an American Werewolf in Paris came out. The sequel that did not live up to. Uh, that That's what I just said. I was like Slaughter Lambs. Like shout out to y'all, man. I remember y'all. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, dude, there were a lot of good comedies the year I jungle was born. To Dang. Jungle. Wow. Jungle to Jungle, Rocket Man, Flubber, uh, Vegas Vacation, Liar oh God, Liar, you just walk past MIB. Austin fucking Powers. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm. Can I? Can I be a hundred percent honest? Like right now, I'm gonna be real. I am not an I'll Austin take. Powers fan. I'm just not. I I never. I've never thought it was that funny. I'm really. Not many people, I, it just. Not many people did think it. But you know, know what? Oh, That's where the true fans lie. Ooh. The Fifth Element, bro. I love The Fifth Element. That's a great you did. film. Also, Milja Jovovich is. That's a diehard fanboy. I love. I am a diehard Milja Jovovich fanboy. Lover. Resident he Evil. Was about everything. to fuck up the Lover. name. No, I wasn't. Yeah. I'll was look not. Mothra too. That's Dante's cool. Peak. There were a lot of good movies from the year I was born. It's awesome. Yeah, 97 was a good year. As good as it gets. Yeah. Were you, were you were you 98? I was 97, dog. How dare you Were you really? Like that. Oh, so yeah. it's both of the years we were born. All right. Yeah. I, okay, okay. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. You know what? Fuck it. I'm taking another hiatus, guys. <laughs> He's like, I'll be back in another month and a half. It'll be all right. Uh, SBC said, I'll be 30 next month. Well, happy early birthday. Like, early, early birthday, man. Early, um, early. Independence Day. When did Independence Day come out? 97. You know, if I type Independence Day, it's going to be, it's going to be like, the Fourth of July in the United States. No, um, don't joke about that. You 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 are breathing, living, and okay, seeing that freedom, jo- dog. I'm not joking about it. I'm just saying. You know what Google's gonna do? Uh, Independence Independence Underpants Independence Day came out in 1996. It's another really great film. Maybe my favorite Will Smith film, possibly. Really? I thought Man of Dude, was better. I love the scene in Independence Day when. Um, when they finally take down the mothership, and Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum come back with the cigarette smoking the or the the cigars, they come walking up from blowing up the mothership with cigars in their mouth. It's pretty dope. That was probably the most normal Jeff Goldblum's ever acted in a movie. I gotta yeah. say, it probably yeah. was. He was probably the most normal person. Yeah, that he's he ever probably acted. was. He yeah. wasn't all very. He wasn't all like. Well, when you do this, it's gonna bring yeah. the dinosaurs back, and you can't rewrite history. But I'm gonna make a weird joke in the middle of this serious situation. But I love me some Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Listen, if you want a good, just a good like I I used to sit and eat my lunch to it at work. Like just a like a fun show that's just kind of like weird and out there. That's just about life itself. I need you to watch The World According to Jeff Goldblum on Disney Plus. It's a really really fun show. 
It's awesome. And it's li- and it's just like it's random things. It's like Jeff Goldblum taking incredible deep dives into random shit all just the time. Random like stuff. like there's one um I'm trying to think. There's one about him uh Jeff Goldblum investigates blue jeans and there's one that's <laughs> uh, yeah, like like the origin of blue jeans and there's one like I don't know there's just there's quite a few different ones. It's really cool. Um Jeff Goldblum on RVs. Like it's just like it's just weird things where you take like an hour long deep dive into something with like the most charismatic dude on the planet. It's really cool. Yeah, it's literally it's like if you're like if a you, pretty dope show. If you were just as pop culture and charismatic as you are, you literally would just have a show for anything. I mean, honestly, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like how how far can you talk about blue jeans? Long long enough? Is it an hour? It was actually work? it yeah. was actually like a pretty interesting episode. I'm not gonna lie. It was pretty interesting to watch. And you know what? It was cool. I, I believe it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it was pretty cool, man. Um, Rosalie said, "You're young enough to be my son." Well, I don't know to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I work with says that too. They're like, "I hate the fact that you could literally be my child." I was like, "Sorry." Well, guess what? It's the new generation. I don't want to tell you. Yeah, David Irwin. He's done that Batman and Robin. That ice to see you. <laughs> My God. You know what's worse one... though? I can I can get behind Arnold being Mister Freeze, but you know who is? I'm sorry, but a terrible casting choice was Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. <laughs> yeah, it that was movie not was a good casting choice. Like shitty one-liners, I'd say, or great one-liners, depending on who you ask. Was that Bat Nipples? It was Bat Nipples. Was that the okay? Yeah, it was definitely. I bad thought angles. so. I thought so. See, I don't. I don't really. Which I guess they were going for the comic book thing, but like, I don't really understand. Like, why? Why was he purple? Like, why did Ooh. they choose to go Two Face? Like, why oh, did they wow. choose to go with the purple look? Cartoony, I guess. It was almost too cartoony. Like, like it. it it didn't. Oh my necessarily, god! Look at him with the full burn. Jesus. It didn't necessarily fit well into live action. You know what I mean? Because it, like, I don't know. It well, was because very it strange. Was comic books. It wasn't the the whole point of that movie was not to make it real, realistic. It was literally just to like put a comic book on a movie scene. I I I think so. That's fair. Yeah. That that's fair. It's I don't know. Look at that. It, it's an it's an interesting one. Quotes. It's a, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, Air he should be... was in 1997. Holy shit, I love. Was Air it really? Bud. Yeah, I remember watching it. I I don't. I know there's like. Seven I think that was the one with like the think... chocolate or chocolate vanilla pudding, or something like that. Yeah. Recently, somebody was like, "Have you seen all seven Home Alones?" I said, "What?" <laughs> I said, "Have I seen all seven? What?" They were like, seven Home. There, there's that many Home Alone movies. They don't all have Kevin McAllister." I said, "Okay, then there's not seven Home Alones." Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Look, you mean to tell me Con Air was in 1997? Con Air was in 97. That is fucking great. Yeah. Good old Nick Cage. (laughs) Dude. I'm going to show you the dog. He he was the biggest action star for one movie. Yeah. (laughs) He, she, we. I'm going to get to your comment in just a minute because I have something to say about Volcano. But um, have you seen that? uh, God, what's it called? That new movie where Nick Cage is playing uh, Dracula. Um I don't know. Uh, great. What's it? What's it called? Reinfeld or Renfeld? Reinfeld. Yeah, it's the sidekick of Dracula. Is it Renfeld? How do you say it? Rein Reinfeld or something like that. Rein. Fail. I don't know. Renfeld. Renfeld. 
you Renfeld. Go. I don't know. I couldn't remember. Um, dude, it looks kind of funny. Like, I'm not going to lie. It, I thought it would be really goofy, but see, like, I watched the trailer and I was kind of like, okay, like, I could, I can get down for some Nick Cage Dracula here. Like, I, he actually looks, like, kind of decent. Like, it looks, my hope for that movie, like, based on the trailer, based on seeing Nick Cage, um, like, and kind of how he looks like he's going to portray Dracula, my hope is that they can do what I know a lot of people talk about as being really, really difficult. Um, but hopefully they can pull off like the perfect balance between goofy and horror. Because mm-hmm. again, that's a, we, I mean, we've talked about that with American Werewolf in London. That's partially why an American Werewolf in Paris didn't hit quite as hard as that first film did, because it, it it's so hard to find a good balance between those two things, you know? Um, I was actually, who was talking, it was Tommy Lee Wallace was talking about that. I was listening to an episode of um, of The Thing with Two Heads, which is uh, Sean Clark and Christopher Nelson's awesome podcast. It's been my go-to lately. Um, but And they had Tommy Lee Wallace on one of the episodes, and he was talking about that, but I don't remember which film he was talking about. I forget which one, but he was talking about like how, how difficult it can be to get that really good blend between horror and comedy, you know? It's hard. Yeah, it kind of is because you, you, you don't want to turn um, a horror – like the horror elements of that movie to end up being like corny. You know yeah. what? That's because yeah. like, like comedy and horror can easily become just corny and you end up yes. just not loving it. You know what I mean? It can end up yeah. just being like a scary movie kind of thing. Yeah. You don't want that. But I think Nick Cage is going to do a good job in this one. I mean I love I the too. makeup that he has. And um, I like the whole twist of like Reinfeld like hating his job and hating the boss kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Because you know we all we all fucking hate our some some of us some of us hate our bosses. We've all had a job where we hated our boss and we hate the job that we're in and we're kind of like stuck. We feel like we're stuck there for eternity, like Reinfeld. <laughs> yeah. So that's what makes it. That's what makes it so relatable. So I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. We can all <laughs> we can all relate to. Uh, you know, we can Not all like relate. Your yeah, we can all relate to that. Uh, to at some point in our lives um yes uh yes david Irwin. um face off was 1997 it was yeah. yep it was 97 yeah plan b why don't we just kill each other <laughs> 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 i haven't seen face off in a really long time actually that'd be a good one um, I thought they were going to do a sequel to that if I wasn't the mistaken. I mistake. thought I heard that too, yeah. Uh, Kyle Curtis Flett, what's going on, buddy? Glad hey, to have Flett. you here tonight. Um, What was I about to say? Oh, I was going to go back to... Um, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Yeah, Volcano. I remember seeing Volcano. Let me think. I don't... I guess... I guess it would have been... I, I was a kid. I know I was a little kid the first time I saw it. But I remember there's a scene in Volcano where they're inside of like a sewer drain or something like that. And some dude... Like there's a dude that essentially doesn't like get away from the lava in time. And he essentially, he essentially like gets like dissolved by the lava. And it's literally him like trying to escape and he can't as he drops to the ground and i remember like as a kid i was like <laughs> like that was actually like kind of slightly freaky as a little kid to watch somebody get destroyed by lava like that's pretty that's pretty rough you know <clears throat> but bro uh what i think movie, what movie i think i missed miss? something 
Um, I don't understand. What am I missing right now? Yo, Starship <laughs> Trooper was out in 97. Bro, that is the most patriotic and fascist movie I don't think I've, I've ever seen. Starship seen. Trooper. It's like your biggest like sci-fi military uh, advertisement thing. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I liked it. But I can see the elements of why people think it's pretty fascist as fuck. And <laughs> but <laughs> may that be, okay? You know what? It's still a fire movie, okay? It's pretty dope. And it's, it has some good elements to it, all right? It's very gruesome. It, Dude, it thinks it's gory. Like, bro, like, it's apparently, yeah. it's just like the human race against insects. I feel like that's already been, I feel like that's been done, but, yeah. So the insects are pretty fucking wild, and they rip to shreds, these humans. And, mm. uh, yeah, I thought that movie was pretty sick back then. Hmm. David, you said, who, 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 I saw, uh, he, she, we be boobs. You said we watch, I'm watching Mars Attack. Wasn't that 96? I don't think I've seen Mars Attack. That's funny. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Jack Nicholson plays the president. No, yes, I have. I okay, yeah, yeah I'm I've sure seen. you have. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Uh, old girl ends up, you know, her head's in on Chihuahua. Like it's. So I was outlandish. thinking of the wrong movie for some reason, but yes, I have seen it. Yeah, Danny DeVito's in it too. Yeah, there's quite a few pretty good. Glenn Close is in. It. Yeah, there's quite a few, uh, pretty talented actors in there. It's yeah, a I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing, David. What What are we talking about for hours here? What are we doing for hours? What I miss? <laughs> oh, I don't cheeks know. for hours. <laughs> I see what you mean. That's what Miguel's been doing for months. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, man, well, you know, so tonight on the show, I figured we would just kind of kind of have a, a good old At fashioned. At this point, Q&A. we were just talking about like top we movies were, of 1997, we were, weren't we, guys? We were pretty much just. We were just reliving our last whatever. episode, our like fourth um, episode, the '90s, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, we did do that, didn't we? We did. I feel we like did we do left that. out a lot of great movies too. Well, then again, yeah. we didn't do live, so we luckily we didn't have you guys to yeah. remind us all the great movies out there. Yeah, we looking back on that, like we because we did. If you're if you haven't been watching us like since the beginning, we did. When was that? Let me go back and see what episode that was. I don't it know. Was, that had it to be like pretty early. February, March of 2020. Um, yeah, 2020. It was pretty early in our channel's history. It would have been. Oh yeah, you better scour that bitch. Are you are you on the page? No, you're not. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at our channel right now. I gotcha. Um, I'm going. I'm just looking episodes. at all the all the images from Mars attacked. Um, pretty fire movie. I'm not gonna lie. That would have been so. We did the decade series. It was episodes seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. That was my idea. And now we're on one hundred five. Yeah, that was your idea. Yeah. yeah, we did. So we did three different decades episodes. We did movies of the seventies, movies of the ninety or eighties, movies of the nineties. Which I don't. It was fun. I think it was pretty. It was pretty inclusive. I think, but I mean, that could be. That could. That could be it. redone. That could be redone, but that could also be like five episodes for each decade. You know what I mean? Yeah, no kidding. Like if you wanted to talk, that could be a lot. At Which point, I saw Flets doing kind of the same thing with horror, but he's doing it by year. So he's doing like 80, 81, 82, 83, and like so on. Like he likes the 80s. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah. I think uh, I think if we ever did it, yeah, it'd be expanded a lot more. Honestly, the reason why we did it is because we really didn't have anything else to talk about. Like every after every single pre-recorded show at the end of the show and we were done like recording brad would be like so what are we going to talk about next week 
Yeah, we went. And I, I, got, I got kind of tired of that question <laughs> one week, and I said, "Bro, let's just do it. Let's just do it decades. That way, we have four weeks already planned." Yeah, you did, didn't you? You were like, "That way, yeah. we can take those four weeks and we can plan out what comes after." There that. you go. And then, and then we, we can think about switch more to live shows, and it didn't even matter anymore. But it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's all good. It worked at the time because I feel like at that time we probably would have been burnt out if we were like asking each other that question. <clears throat> David said, I don't know if I can last hours just because it's late in my country. <laughs> Again, what are we talking about here? <laughs> I think it's the, the length of the show. Oh, are you not? Are you not in the good old? Are you not? In the, are you not in the States? Are you not stateside? Yeah. Where? What country are you in, man? If that's the case. Wow. It's cool. We're, yeah, we're in a country. That's we're cool. in good old Kentucky. We do have a few. Listen, we do have a few watchers in uh, in Brazil. There's a couple of people that watch us from Brazil. Listeners. Brito. Whatever. Watchers, listeners, whatever you guys are. Friends. We have a few friends in Brazil. That's what we can say. There you go. So, we're in that good old Kentucky. Good old Kentucky. Um, listen, I, uh, I I was looking. I really want to go to Horror Hound, Miguel. What in, is that? At the, at the end of March. It's supposed to be a really, really good convention. I don't know if anybody's ever been to Horror Hound. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, man. I... Um, what is whorehound? What is whorehound? I, I just explained whore. <laughs> you don't. You we don't want to go to whorehound. Whorehound is a completely different. Uh, whorehound is a is a it's, <laughs> it's a very different thing. Um, but whorehound well, is a uh, it's a Cincinnati based. Um, it's a horror. It's a horror convention in Cincinnati. It's a horror convention. Supposed to be. It, listen, Sean Clark says that whorehound is the best convention in the country. So I've heard it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal, and I would love to go. Yeah, it's it's, it's Cincinnati posters. based, which is I mean Cincinnati is like literally less than an hour away from us, so it'd be like a quick to quick you. one. Well, and then Mike and Jay are uh, Mike and Jay are doing that one in Tennessee in June. I don't know. We might have to start hitting up the uh, people. A couple people in the Wham chat were talking to me about that last night. We got We might have to start hitting up some more of the convention scenes, Miguel. We got to start making appearances at hey, these things. Hey, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. Give me the time and the money. <laughs> Does anybody have time together. and money to get to donate? Does anyone, those two together. Anybody want to do- donate some sick time, like some PTO? Bro, like for real though, like <laughs> do a GoFundMe to fund my PTO days, dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah, Listen, I would love how, to go uh, to these conventions. Horror Hound. I remember you talked to me about Horror Hound, and whenever you talked to me, like a. Uh, last month like you mentioned that and i was like it seems like a fun time i mean i i love cincinnati guys like if you guys are from cincinnati shout out to y'all i love that city and uh, yeah cool i mean city. i love the convention that we went to in scarefest you know it was a good atmosphere good people i met a Which lot is of good lexington friends yeah lexington yeah yeah and uh yeah lexington's our next it is yeah it's literally just like i could walk to fucking lexington if i so choose to but i don't uh, but you'd be walking uh, for a while, damn. Hey, I, I, I biked my, my way to fucking Lexington and act like I that was back when my legs actually were bull crap. I have biked to Lexington, get out of here, call me on my BS all you want. Okay, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I figured, I figured. Uh, oh, David is from he's from Ireland, he's Irish. Ow. That's a terrible. Don't, Dave, David. Please don't unsub. David, that was please the, don't unsub. That was, that Bro, was the worst. Okay. I will. I will. Uh, I will put this guy. Like, what's the word? What's the word? I'm, I will. I'm going to boo myself. On I will that report one. him to my I'm RHR. Boo myself. Okay. I will hold him responsible for what he just did. Okay. 
His Maybe the worst accent I've ever given in my entire what life. We, what we represent on the podcast, okay? We love the Irish. <laughs> we do. There's a lot of awesome people in Ireland. David, yeah. I love you, buddy. I that love the Irish. terrible I love Irish accent. <laughs> that was awful. Uh, Flett said, what was the first horror film to truly shock you? Um, That depends. For me... Um, I don't know. For me, that's a that depends on the age. As a as a young kid, Jaws because I am originally from Florida and I was at the beach all the time. And seeing Jaws as a little kid was like paralyzing to me. Like my parents said, I used to watch it from behind the couch, but I couldn't look away. Jaws is one of those movies. It's like a car wreck. Like you you can't you can't not look at it, even though it's like a gory, awful scene to see. Like. Like when Quint's dying, like you you can't look away, but mm-hmm. it's it's still kind of like harrowing to see. Um, as an adult, I will I'll, I'll say, and it's ironic because I absolutely adore this film. It's one of my favorite zombie films ever. Um, and yes, I do consider it a zombie film. I know people are going to be like, oh, it's not a zombie film. Blah 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 blah. Um, Twenty eight days later, genuinely no. Uh, it's definitely not my Irish accent either. Um, but 28 days later genuinely freaked me out the first time I saw it. Like I was, I don't know what it was. It's, it's, I, I do know what it is. It's partially, um, I don't know. It's a few things. It's the fact that it's shot on film and it has a very grainy, strange look to it. It's also the fact that the zombies are terrifying in that film or the infected, whatever you want to call them. Um, it, they're pretty scary in that movie. Like they, they puke blood and they run and they're very like spazzy and unpredictable. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty creepy film. It, it genuinely scary. There's not many horror films that genuinely like after it's over, I don't, I feel uncomfortable for the next 24 hours, but every single time I watch 28 days later, it genuinely makes me feel uncomfortable like i don't want to be alone after watching that movie like i really don't like everywhere you go it's just like you're you're scared of what's happening on the wall behind it you know it's 28 days later is freaky but what about you miguel ah damn it man i was hoping i'm be able to for you to keep talking so i can find that fucking movie i forgot what it was but it's an alien movie guys it's not the alien like ridley scott but it was another it was like an abduction movie like the mother is trying to find either her son or son that was like you know kidnapped whatnot and she goes through this whole like uh whole thing and stuff like that and i i don't know it talked about like it showed like the video of her like you know trying to like it was like an exorcist or exorcism or whatever but like she was apparently like being like spoken to through like the aliens and dog the way she was acting i was like oh shit what yeah i have no clue I have to figure what are it you out. talking about yeah we'll to, come back to that to find it but if if I want to give you a quick answer, man, honestly, it's gonna be sleepaway camp. Like seeing old girl, like that's fair. Old, that's a or, good one. Or oh boy, and that fucking sound he was making. That's a good one. Yeah, I did not like. Um, that. there's also uh, I I will say as a I don't know, middle school was when I really got into horror. Like really started getting into it. Um, the fourth guy. I, there, there, there are two more that kind of like I would say Jaws was the first film that Remember really that. scared me. Twenty eight days later, as an adult, 
actually kind of freaked me out. Um, or I, I'll, I'll say it's not even scares you. It, 28 Days Later is just very uneasy. Like it just, it's, 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 it's very uncomfortable to me um, mm-hmm. and unsettling. Um, but I will say as a kid, I remember watching Ghost Ship with my mom when I was a kid. Um, and that was, that's kind of freaky. Cause even though I, that like some, some of the ghosts are a little messed up in that film. Um, and if you remember when the, the wire breaks and like cuts everybody in half on the dance floor at the beginning of ghost ship, that's pretty traumatizing as a child. And then I think many people would agree with me in saying the first time you watch Elm street as a kid, that's, it's pretty, it's pretty freaky. Yeah. Elm street is pretty freaky. The first time you see it after that, it's like, ah, eh, whatever. But I remember, I'll tell you, here's a quick story for you. I remember the first time, I was a big Johnny Depp fan as a kid. Loved the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Um, you know, I, I, I've always been a huge Johnny Depp, even with the Amber Tur. I mean, heard um, stuff going on. Like, I've always been a Johnny Depp fan. Um, <laughs> I did not but, that. Uh, I don't even know where I was about to go with that now. Oh, I... <laughs> It was really like honing in on that. Episode. I really did. I I threw myself off for a minute. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, I remember where I was when I saw Elm Street the first time because we were I, we were living in Kentucky. We had moved here at this point. We weren't living in Florida, and I remember my parents were Elm Street was on TV. I think it was on AMC Fear Fest or something like that. Yeah, and um, I remember th- we. They were watching it and they were like, hey, that's Johnny Depp. And I was like, no way. And I walked in at the moment when Rod is in jail and Freddie, Nancy's in the dream and she. Uh, oh, you took a like, long time to tell me. It's, I, re- I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, like Nancy's in the dream and she's mm-hmm. already telling Johnny Depp's character like, hey, wake me up if I start to do some weird stuff like if things start to get awkward and i start to get panicky wake me up out of this dream and of course he falls asleep too that's how he's there and when she sees rod in the jail cell and freddie walks through the bars and he just kind of looks up at her and kind of gives her like a grin like he's not you know what i mean like he just kind of gives her like a like a weird like creepy smile and then she's yelling at him and she's like come on you bastard or whatever and she's yelling at him and and she's like she says, Glenn, aren't you there? And all you hear is Freddie in like an echoing voice go, I'm here. And that was like, I remember as a kid, I was like, like it makes the back, the hair on the back of your neck stand up. It's a, it's a very, very creepy moment. It's, it's maybe my favorite moment in Elm Street, which I know is given like uh, Rod's death and Glenn's death and the end of the film, like the battle between Nancy and Freddie at the end. I know there's a lot of moments that, I think a lot of people would say are their favorite Elm Street moment over that. But as a kid, that moment freaked me out when he says, I'm here. And then he jumps out from behind the bush and he chases Nancy and they kind of have that first confrontation. Um, that that's a that's a killer moment for me. Like I've always remembered that as being. I'll never forget that. Yeah, I feel so. like that is like one of your staple things you say when you're shocking because you always mention that one. So well, it is. It, it's scary yeah. as a kid. It's 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 a it's an uncomfortable scene you know what i yeah. mean it's very uncomfortable um, so i found out so i found out uh the the movie okay, i'm, and I'm Rosalia listening. I'll, be, I'll be right back i am listening okay well rosalia yes it is the fourth kind 
And I'll tell you why, uh, Flat, if that is the most shocking to me. It's because the fact that it uses, like, the stupid VHS found footage tapes of, like, alien, like, abductions or alien, like, fucking exorcists or whatever. I, I can't really explain what the hell is happening. But it was just the found footages of those things that they try to do, the VHS kind of versions. And that was always, like, it freaked me out. Like, there was one scene in particular where the guy just, like, just sitting there, he's all relaxed. Then all of a sudden, he, like, loses his mind and he starts levitating screaming and the vhs starts cutting out i was like i don't like that shit and Jeez. i think also also <laughs> have you have you not seen it brad I, what are you talking about the fourth, the kind? fourth kind yeah like Bro, close encounter. no no it's it's mila jolovich she's in that movie oh yeah I yeah know she, plays, she plays that psychologist yeah just like, trying yeah, to like, yeah. Out, like it's all my girl of course yeah, yeah no, I know what you're she, about. she she really hits yeah. it hard. So yeah, those those like footages that you know that they of like the actual like interviews and stuff, that shit freaked me out. Like, like bro, mm-mm, I ain't about that life. So <laughs> he said, mm-mm. nope, mm-mm. nope, not about nope. It. Um, David said I couldn't sit on the toilet after Josh as a kid, <laughs> dude. That's terrifying. The thought of the shark coming through the toilet, um, and a bath was out of the question. My daughter was the same. Believe yeah. me, same. It's funny because I remember. We Bro, were talking you're in about such that shallow like, waters, and you can see your pecker through the water, but yet you're still scared that there's yeah. a shark there. I get that fear. Well, you know, most shark like uh, legit. I'm being honest, like because I'm I'm a nerd and I'm interested in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually like a huge ocean. We went into a very deep. Oh boy, we went into a very deep discussion on this. Um, on an episode, I think oh. it was an. If you go back and watch, it wasn't this show. It was purely and simply evil. If you go back and watch. The Event Horizon episode on purely and simply evil. Oh, yeah. We went into shout like out to Ryan. 50, you, you recommended that movie. Thanks, man. We went into like a fifty-minute, just weird, like mental state where we were just like, "What if this happened? Would you be more scared if this happened? Why is the ocean scary?" Like it was just a weird. Like we just kind of lost ourselves for like fifty minutes, and then we were like. What happened? Like we did? <laughs> yeah, like you, you and, and I. We, we were, we were talking. It started off because we were talking about which would be scarier. Being lost at the bottom of the ocean, like in a submarine, or being lost in space. Oh, yeah. And Let's we were trying to decide like which. I know. We were, we, say, we were oh, trying yeah, to decide like which one would it. be like scarier between mm-hmm. the two of them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I still think I'd. I, I don't remember what I said, but I think I'd. I think, I, think I'd I, can, be lost I think I was ocean. able to convince you that lost in space is probably just, if not more, scary than being lost at sea. Yeah. Gory said there's a UFO in Jaws? Bro, when I saw that comment, I looked at it. Mark? I was like, you're lying. But, is there? I mean, what did what'd you find? Nothing. I didn't say anything. I mean, maybe. Huh. Um, Hold up. UFO number two, Jaws, the movie, 1975. I there. Very well could have been, yeah. Well, in Jaws, you can spot a meteor slash UFO in the background. Spielberg followed up Jaws with Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Well, it was like that's a pretty. That's pretty dope. Yeah. There is a shooting star in that scene. There's a shooting star in the scene when they're singing the farewell and adieu to your fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. <laughs> or no, that's not when they're singing that. Um, it's when they're singing uh, Show Me the Way to Go Home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. Home. 
Yeah, that's when they're uh, when they're all kind of getting drunk and they're showing each other their scars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he that's when uh, you get Richard. Dude, I love Jaws. God, Jaws is one of the few like twelve out of tens like ever. Like twelve 10 out of tens. Twelve out of ten. Okay, like, okay. Like it's 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 a perfect movie. There's there's a couple of times where like Brad is like um, he's he's told me that he watched the movie. And he said it would be like fourteen out of ten or like twenty out of ten. And I remember, I think, I think I called you out on it. And I said, "Bro, you hand those out a lot." <laughs> do I? You kind of do. Think so, bro. You handed that to fucking Otto, and I haven't even seen it, and it hasn't gotten no, much. <laughs> I. It's not a you twelve out of ten. Did. Jaws you, is a you, Jaws is a twelve. You out of definitely 10. said it was a twelve out of ten. And I was like, that at that nah. point, that when you sent me that, nah. I looked at Sierra and I was like, we both said like. I feel like you're handing those out like pretty easily. So I was like, <laughs> I mean, um, you're, you're, I mean, you love movies, so like I cannot like knock you down for that. But yeah. it just in my head, I was just like, dog, you really handed those out like a lot. Um, <laughs> SBC Bird said, favorite video game moment of all time. Um, that's a good question, man. I can tell you mine. And it is in the most, and it and it, it has just been uh, remastered too, and it's in Dead Space. Mm. Dead Space, yeah. Dead Space is definitely one of my favorite movie, favorite games that I've played. And in regards to the moment, the moment I was thinking of was when um, um. what's his name? What is his name? Isaac realized that uh, his wife that he was trying to find was actually dead, and it was like all in his head of like him like like everything that he was talking about was like in his head throughout the whole thing of like so-called the marker like fucking with his mind trying to get him to do stuff and like you in the whole game you're thinking that you're gonna find her but then it ended up just being not real and not true and that shit fucked with my head too i was like bro are you fucking it was one of those things where like <laughs> yeah you kind of like go back and you're like bro where were the fucking signs like i feel like i missed a lot right here because i was like oh shit i was like okay so it's this type of game but yeah i mean death space it's a pretty fire game, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, that's tough for me because I I have a lot. I come on, man. You can think of one. I'm thinking of several. That's the problem. Like I, I'm, I can think of a few. I used to be a bigger gamer than I am, um, like than I am now, and I still like gaming when i can i just i don't i'm gonna be real i got to college and then completely had no time for it yeah i get that here's what i I haven't played video games since like i don't know sophomore year of college yeah here's what would happen i would i would not play games or watch tv shows the entire school year and then when i was home for the summer and like not doing anything I would binge watch and play video games constantly. <laughs> like I watched all of the X Files, which you know is a lot of TV, um, in one summer. I just literally just sat and binged the X Files in its entirety um, to get yeah, ready for season eleven that. and twelve mm-hmm. uh, or ten and eleven. But I don't know. My favorite video game moment of all time. I can tell you probably the most exciting video game moment of all time for me, and that was. Uh, beating Resident Evil 4 for the first time. You all know I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. And I've said before, when my dad and I beat Resident Evil 4, like, again, it's it's Miguel's favorite trope from a video game, is 
whenever whenever it hits the fan in Resident Evil and you think there's no hope left, there's a rocket launcher. Yeah. <laughs> there's always a rocket launcher. If you and... just if you just double press X triangle, left trigger, left down, twitch, and then sixty nine, all of a sudden a rocket launcher will appear out of nowhere. Well when you get that you're... you'll get that ting light, you know, you know that ting light of the of the grenade launcher from a distance like it won't pop up in front of you it'll be at the very distance You're like there it is yeah. yeah well at the end of that game if you if you remember which it's getting remastered now and i'm super excited to play it i need to buy it i need to buy all the remastered resident evil games um or the remade games but if you remember you're fighting salazar at the end and he's mutated and he's you know kind of a big spidering thing and he's like you're fighting him and you're using your hand like you're like it's like you're running out of ammo you're getting down to the wire and ada ada screams hey leon and she throws him a rocket launcher bro when i shot that rocket launcher and it cut to the cutscene, him and i were like like it was like it was the co- it was the best moment ever. Like it was the coolest thing that's ever happened. Um, beating The Last of Us was cool, but The Last of Us is more of a um, it's like a relax. It's like it's like a Thanos resting in the guard kind of thing. Yeah, or I don't know. The Last of Us is also more like the whole story. Rest. It's the whole thing the that makes it good. Um, Resident Evil Five was good too. There were some really cool. I love the opening of Resident Evil Five when um. When uh, Chris Redfield says this is kind of like the Kennedy Report, and the executioner they're in Africa, mm-hmm. and the executioner is killing the guy, and they're they're taking out the the plaga and putting it in people, and like I don't know, I I like that stuff. I'm a you know, I'm I'm a zombie person. You guys know that, but. Uh, David said, "Brad Miguel, have you ever seen the fan-made video game Terrordrome? Or Terrordrome? It's online. It's like Street Fighter Two, but with all the horror icons. I have not, but that sounds sick. That sounds pretty dope. I would be willing to check that out. I probably know what you're talking about. Definitely. Yeah, I think I do. I've never seen that, but I'd be willing to. uh, I've seen this before. I'd be willing to check it out. How old is this game? I feel like it's really old, isn't it? Or is it new?" I, don't know. I may be thinking of something, another thing, but not sure. <laughs> yeah, David, you bring up a good point, man. Um, Halloween is my favorite movie of all time, but I think that Jaws is uh, the best <laughs> movie ever made, especially for provoking emotion. You know, it's funny because Jaws was such a disaster when it was being made. You know, like jo- like Jaws is one of those movies that should not have worked in any way, shape, or form. The production was a disaster. Steven Spielberg said this would be the movie that tanked him. And it's ironic that it's the movie that made Steven Spielberg Steven Spielberg. You know what I mean? It's he probably just, went home and was like, you know what? Fucking done with this fucking movie it's shit. It's just kind of funny. I mean, it, it took them like 180 days or something to actually wrap that movie. You know what I mean? It was just, it, it was a whole, it was a disaster. Nothing worked. Nothing went the way it was supposed to. But when you look at it, it's like, God, Jaws is like it, it's an it's a it's an it's amazing. I mean, you can't you know, it's it's nuts. It's so good, so good, so good, so good. How Sorry, do I you? Just, I'm just looking at the stereo. Wow. Um, speaking of Jaws, uh, as we said, my birthday today, but John Williams turns 91 years young tomorrow, man. Okay, when you get to the 90s, it's no longer that. <laughs> what, it's it's, 90 we can't years, say 91 90, years young 91 anymore. years dust is what it is 
No, bro, he's doing pretty good, man. For a 91-year-old man, John Williams looks pretty good. He's still conducting. He's still doing the thing, man. I'm not saying he's decrepit. I'm just saying man's dust. Yeah, but he's he's received some rich dust. He's, he's some rich and did famous I say, dust. Did I say the man was poor? No, I did not. This man is fucking loaded, but he is dust. Man, that would be a cool episode. Uh, like top five John dust. Williams scores. That'd be a that'd be a fun one. Shoot, we might do that in our next episode. Who knows? That'd be a fun one to do. Well, There'd be some good ones. Guys, Saturday. That'd be some good ones. Um, but yeah, man, uh, happy birthday to John Williams. A- incredible. And you know, it's it's really funny because he, I believe he said, he originally said that Indiana Jones and now what's called The Dial of Destiny, which is part five, would be his final movie and he was going to retire after that. Um, I think he said that about, a, about like a couple of movies. But it's funny. He, I think he was talking to someone who was like 99 years old or something like that, like nine or 10 years older than him. And they were like, listen, the like in my like my nineties has been the best decade of my life. Like I am in my prime. Like in he my said 90s. that. No, some I, somebody he was talking to, and he was like, "I'll keep working," <laughs> and he was like, "I'll keep riding." Cool. So he, I guess, John Williams is not retiring. I guess he's gonna keep doing his thing. Hey but. man, when that check is when that check keeps clearing, it's it's yeah. <laughs> the day keeps getting younger. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be like the the studio's gonna come to his, Spielberg will go to John Williams and he'll they'll be like, yeah, John, we want you to score this film and he'll be like, ah, I don't think so. I just kind of want to hang out. I'm retired. He'll be like, how does fifteen million dollars sound? And he'll be like, so I'm thinking for the intro. Here's what we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude, he's he's such a talented dude. Uh, he's he's amazing. Hey man, John no Williams one's, is no the one's goat, denying man. that for sure. Like he's he's no no one's ever denying that. He's definitely the goat. Yeah, he really is. Um, and there's some good ones too. I really like Hans Zimmer a lot. It, my top two are probably Hans Zimmer and uh, actually they are. It's Hans Zimmer and and John John Williams. But who's that? Who's that composer from Marvel? I forgot what his name was. He, Bro, which he, one? He's done that? twelve. No, he's Michael he's Giacchino. Like the most, that one. My, Michael Giacchino's done he's pretty like, well he's too. He's like the Disney. He's like the Disney composer. I'd say because he's done a lot of I, Pixar stuff too. I actually think my favorite score that Giacchino has done is for the Batman. And it it's weird. I it's it I like that it's weird. It's very weird and it's very different for it's very weird and it's very different for a Michael Giacchino score because like a lot of his stuff he did Doctor Strange. Um what else did he score? Spider Man, uh, uh Black Panther. Yeah, 2, he did do um I think um, up, up as well. Yeah. Michael Giacchino he scored Oh, he did a lot. He did a ton. Um a ton of Disney films. He did uh Inside Out, The Incredible he did Ratatouille. Coco, Ratatouille up. He did Yeah, he I mean so he's done quite a bit. Bro, the man's but, the man's musical genre is vast, I gotta say. Because he's he's is. composed a lot of movies that are vastly different from it one is. another. Dude bro scored Sky High <laughs> from two thousand five. You remember you, know you remember some Sky you know High? What? Now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure that score was fire. <laughs> yeah. Well here's the thing. Um oh he did Cloverfield too, two thousand eight. That's pretty dope. See, Here's like, the thing. I he's, he's got a resume. Like I I really like that the, the Batman was very different. Like it was a weird score. It was very repetitive, but it worked. Like there was there's something very 
Like, if you go back and, and listen to the main title from the Batman, I, I remember when they dropped that track, I sat and listened to it, and I was kind of in awe because there's something very emotional and very raw about it, which, I mean, look at the film. The Batman is also very emotional and very raw. But there's something really raw about the repetitiveness of it and mm-hmm. that theme, like the way... You all know I'm a music person. Like, my day job, I'm a music teacher. And, um, like... I, I've been to music school and it, it's, music I listen, you I went to, you went to a university. I know, but I, you know what I mean? I have a music degree, but like it's, I listen for like the way that it's orchestrated and things like that. And like, it's very repetitive and the way that the, the theme is like written and it, it, it flips back and forth between the repetitive bomb 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 and it does that for like six minutes straight but every single one is slightly more intense than the last one until it builds to the fact like bro turn your volume up in your car and listen to that score i'd rather keep my speakers like it might yeah 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 i you you better not have it above like a 50 because you you put it any more than that and your car is gonna like explode when it gets to the end yeah Um, right but it just it swells more and more and more and more and more and more and it was it's it's such a good score i really really like it it's different and it's weird um but it's very gothic and it's very emo and and it's it's cool i like it a lot i love the batman i still I, I still think the Batman was my favorite movie of the year last year. Um, and it's it's my favorite thing that DC has going for it right now. Which we're going to talk more about the DC thing. So speaking of, let, let's, let's just go there. <laughs> speaking of DC. Um, so, Miguel, I did a video about this. I kind of talked a little bit about the top five things that I was most looking forward to. Mm-hmm. From this new DCEU slate, um, or as it's now known as the DCU. Um, and, and I had said there were a few things that I thought were really interesting. Wait, what like, is it now called? Uh, it's just called the DCU now. DCU? The DCU. That's it. Um, but I Man. and they they announced the new stuff, but I had said, you know, there were a few things that I thought were really interesting. There were There's the idea that it's going to be a continuous continuity from The Flash and from their current slate of films, which I did not expect. Um, I thought it was going to be just a blank slate starting with whatever their first film would have been. Um, mm-hmm. But no, it, it actually ties into The Flash and to Shazam Fury of the Gods and Aquaman 2. It ties into all of that stuff, which shocks me. Um, I feel like but by a very small it, I, I don't know. I, I said that in that video. I said I will be very, very intrigued to see how they pull that off because that is a Big. like James Gunn is a he's a he's a great choice to do it but that's a big bow to tie like legit I feel like my man like dyed his hair because there's no way my man went full on like white beard and white hair I feel like he did yeah. bleach his hair yeah well so I and I also love the fact that they're 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 transferring the elseworlds idea where if you remember in the dc comic books um i believe it was in the 90s when they started actually branding it as elseworlds that was their way of telling different versions of characters like you have like spider-man like the main continuity of spider-man i know it's or it's marvel but um just as an example you have like the 
Um, like, you, like have the, you have that. you have Ultimate Spider Man, you have Spectacular Spider Man, you have you know the different versions of the character, um, and the idea that they're using the Elseworlds thing at, to justify uh, Todd Phillips' Joker universe and Matt Reeves' Batman universe, which they say both of those are one hundred percent alive, like they're not going anywhere. You know, that's um, cool. And I know like they're doing the Black Superman film with I forget who's directing that. Um, but there, you know, there's there's quite a few other projects, and they still have Teen Titans Go. They still have the Harley Quinn series on HBO Max. You know, there's other things happening too. But um, looking at the slate, Miguel, <clears throat> have you had a chance to really look at this yet? No, not really, honestly. Yeah. Well, so obviously Shazam drops in March. The Flash is in June, and as you see, the Flash is like the universe reset. He said the Flash. In the video, <clears throat> James Gunn said that the Flash is the moment where it resets. The DC Universe resets from all the Snyder stuff, all of the stuff that came before. Like, none of that matters anymore. And mm -hmm. now this is going to be the new thing. But what's interesting, though, is Blue Beetle fits into the universe. He flat out said Shazam and Blue Beetle fit into this new universe. Um, well, bro, it's because we don't know what the fuck the story is. So, like, they right. could just change whatever they want to do. I don't know. I, I saw a few people kind of equate Shazam to Deadpool and that Shazam kind of, and James Gunn even said something like that too. He even kind of said like, he had said something along the lines of Shazam kind of is lives in his own little world within the DCEU anyways right now. So like he yeah, hasn't necessarily have. crossed we, over yet. We can, I could see that even in like the DCEU with the uh, Zack Snyder's and all that other stuff. I could see that. So now I don't know about Black Adam. I know The Rock was all like the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change. Bro, that man just got fucking tossed into. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think it changed in quite the way he was expecting it to. No, it did not. <laughs> um, David said, uh, "I'm still butthurt about Cavill leaving." Yeah, I. I am, I still too. am too. I am too. But uh, I. <sighs> no, if you're gonna keep, if you're gonna keep fucking Aquaman, you. I like, know. What, I know. I are they? I think they're they're dropping. Affleck, Godot, and Cavill. Yeah. And all I'm Although thinking right now is like, we what have, the fuck? It's been confirmed that they're dropping Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. It has not been confirmed that Gal Gadot is being dropped. That has never been... To my knowledge, anybody out there can prove me wrong who's listening to this show right now or after the fact, whatever. But I have not seen confirmation that Gal Gadot is not playing Wonder Woman. We have heard virtually nothing about Wonder Woman other than the fact that there is going to be this um, this Paradise Lost series about which he's compared to Game of Thrones, um, you know, that's basically about uh, um, about Where are you getting with this? The, the origin story of. Oh. Uh, of I forget what it's called, where she's from. It's a weird name. I forget what the the place is called, the island. But where? he compared it to a Game of Thrones. Where? Come on, where's Wonder Woman from? Fuck, I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I know. I'm forgetting. I I'm I'm blanking on it. Uh, place it is Bermuda. Paradise Island. But what's it? Called? What's the actual Bermuda. word? Okay. Yes. Famous scary, yeah, um, yes, but that oh, yeah, that shows about that. Um, so after the universe reset, obviously Blue Beetle happens, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom happens. 
There is also Creature Commandos, which is going to be a... I don't know who any of those creatures uh, or characters are. I think I saw um, a poster. I think uh, that uh, that rat that was in Suicide Squad yes. is in yes. there. He is included in that. He is included in that. But this that. is an animated series. One of the things that he did talk about was that... And I have mixed feelings about this. He said they wanted to streamline everything so that everything animated, all of the video games, like everything with the DC logo on it is going to be played by the same actors. And I kind of have a problem with that because the shows are their own thing. The video games are their own thing. If you have, if you're doing what Marvel is doing with like the Disney plus shows where it it ties into the world that's fine and if they do that with creature commandos that's fine but like i don't want i don't know i don't need the characters in teen titans go to be played by the same people that are playing them in the real live action like i just don't need that that's that's a little that's too much um but so creature commandos is um is essentially like the one of the first projects, it's animated. Waller is about Amanda Waller, and we do know that John Cena's Peacemaker and Viola Davis as Waller are both safe. They're both 100% confirmed to be a part of that series. You can't get rid of them. So I don't know if he's going to try and try to tie in his are Suicide they Squad retcon? films in some I way. Like, I feel like they have to retcon a lot of things because Waller's whole thing was about Superman. Yes. I, think, I, I honestly think they're retconning both of his Suicide Squad films. They already kind of retconned the first one. I mean, not really, but kind of, sort of. We just kind of didn't acknowledge I like how we just kind of didn't acknowledge it. Like, we, really we just didn't acknowledge really, the fact that it happened. We just kind of moved on to something new. Yeah. Um, they literally, they put, they, put, uh, they put Rick Flagg in a yellow shirt, and they said, we start again. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what happened. They turned him from a spec ops to, like, another WWE character. You know what I mean? Other than the fact that Rick Flagg and Harley Quinn were there, that was pretty much the only tie-in to uh, that was pretty to much the it, other yeah. to the other film. My hair is sticking out in a weird way, and I don't like it. Go back in there. Just cow like it. Gotta stuff you back in the pan. No, what? What? Um. Anyways, hold on. <laughs> Bro, your hair is fine. Your hair is just as sexy as I remembered. You know what? He didn't hear that, guys. That's so funny. What? Nothing. <laughs> oh, David said he's got to get out of here. Uh, said, guys, I got to go get up in a few hours, but we'll watch tomorrow. Have a great stream. David, we love you, buddy. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Peace. Um, been a blast. Um, so, But to go, let me pull that back up. So after Creature Commandos and Waller and after this whole universe reset, he said the very first film that really, like really, really, really kicks off the James Gunn, Peter Saffron DC universe and this whole gods and monsters chapter. What do you think of that? By the way, them doing it in chapters and this first chapter being called gods and monsters. I like the fact that they're calling it chapters, not phases. Yes, I agree. Well, and at least like, I I will say this is something that I wish Marvel would do a little bit more. I know we're calling it the multiverse saga and we know that we're moving towards secret wars and the Kang dynasty, but at least this gives you a clear depiction of like, okay, this is a direction we're going. Like gods and monsters, like gives you a okay, this is kind of a a, a central focus of what we're doing here. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, the the first film that really kicks off this universe is Superman Legacy, and he, James Gunn had said that this is very much is that about, animated? No, this is a live action film. It, it's uh-huh. very much a. Um, 
it's it's a uh, it's not an origin story. That was another thing I talked about in that video that I liked that they're doing. They're not doing traditional origin stories for like your Batman, your Superman, your Green Lantern, your Wonder. They're not doing like normal origin stories. He was like, we've seen how they become who they become. Like we don't need that anymore. We're gonna move on to telling like new stories with them. Um, and he said. Superman is very much going to be in like an internal struggle in this film and he's already established he's already working for the Daily Planet he's you know he he's already an established superhero but it's more of Superman's struggle with being good and not being able to do bad things to protect people basically is what Superman Oh so that moral dilemma is going to get that Yes it's basically a moral dilemma film Um I honestly out of any of them, I thought Miguel's going to be excited about this. You're going to think this is cool. Lanterns is a live-action series. It's not a film. It's a series. Hmm. And it's basically, I, I, if I remember correctly, I'll have to go back and watch this video. He said that the main focus will be on Hal Jordan and I... Uh, John Stewart? Yes, it'll be on... Uh, well, which... So these characters are just going to be like there. Like there's no origin stories happening. Let me see. I'm going to be okay with that. I'm not going to lie. Uh, which one was it? I think it was Hal Jordan. Yeah, maybe it was Jon Stewart. Yes. Um, I thought it was, I don't know. For some reason, I thought it was a different one. So Lanterns is going to be a series that essentially... Um, it it doesn't focus on one singular Green Lantern. It basically, I think he said the focus is going to be on Hal Jordan and John Stewart's, but it also tells like it's like an origin story. Instead of doing an origin story for one Green Lantern, it basically does an origin story for the entire Green Lantern Corps and takes you through different eras. At least that's what I got from how he described mm-hmm. it. I think that sounds pretty dope, and I thought you cool. would think that sounds pretty dope. Yeah. I honestly. like Green Lanterns, man. I do like, too, and I think I, I honestly I didn't mind uh, Ryan Reynolds' uh, Green Lantern. I thought it was really fucking cheesy, but it I was. didn't mind it. Was it was super yeah. cheesy, but I I don't know. I think that's kind of cool because they've never we've never really dove into the Green Lantern core as a whole. You know what no. I mean? So that that'll be kind of cool to see. Um, the Authority, which is going to be a film, no idea who they are. They're basically, they think the world is broken and they go to save the world in their own way. I think he compared it to Watchmen. Same idea as Watchmen. Um, Paradise Lost is like a Game of Thrones style story about the origins of um, Themyscira, whatever. I can't. Themyscira. Whatever. Uh, where Wonder Woman is from. Um, this one is interesting. What is it? curious to get your thoughts batman the brave and the bold <laughs> uh let me see it's like a, that's, a, that's like a, a it was a cartoon if i'm not mistaken it was a cartoon um but it also features a that sees no gender yeah it features uh let me see 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 let me take this away real quick um dietrich bader was the one that I think, yeah, was the one that played uh, Batman. And he did a pretty good job, I've got to say. Yeah. He, uh, I forget the Robin, though. It, it's, what's it's his Damian. name? Yes, it's Damian Wayne. It's it's Bruce Wayne's son, essentially. Mm-hmm. So they're, he said they're really going to lean into the Bat family in this one. 
which and that's is cool. interesting. It's cool. It'll be different. It's it'll be something different. We've gotten plenty of Batman origin stories. Um, I just I hope I'm not sure who they'll cast as Batman at this point. There, here we I mean, go again. Let's see who they cast. Here we go again. <laughs> but yeah, yeah we're we're casting goes. another Batman. A, a, we ranked him in an episode. I don't remember. Did, uh, um, this w- out of live action. Yeah, this would probably have to be six or seven. Yeah, six or seven. Jesus you know, Christ, man. maybe eight. Well, it's I mean, it goes, it goes, it goes to his saying. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not the mask that you wear. It's what you do. I don't know. <laughs> I know. So, no, what, what she say? Uh, um, it's not who you are underneath, but it's what I do that defines me. There you go, Bruce. <laughs> dives off of a building um but yeah that. i i don't know there, there'll be batman the brave and the bold which I, okay i'm 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 down to see what you're gonna put on my plate i i can't promise you i'll eat every bit of it but i'll try it i'm willing to eat it i'm willing to roll it around on my tongue and then spit it back out and then try it one more he's time he's not gonna push the plate away is what he's saying guys. i won't push the plate away but this i can't promise the, you i'll like it very guys listen this is one of the very <laughs> first times you're hearing brad saying he's not gonna push away something that's tc no, it's not. I love DC. I just didn't particularly like what they were doing with it before. Um, Booster Gold, I wasn't familiar with that, but he's. I believe he said something about it's a, it's a superhero that travels back in time to like make himself cooler in the future. I don't know. It, it doesn't really make sense. I don't really understand that one. Um, Supergirl, yeah, woman of... No. I literally uh... know nothing about the character. Do you? Pretty much, I mean, all it is is like, you know, it's just like a futuristic uh, superhero. I mean, I, how can I say, say this? Can I compare him to Captain Marvel a little bit? Maybe. I'd say so, but no, probably not. I don't know. But he's pretty cool, I gotta say. I mean, I feel like I. Who was it? I think it was Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are like they're like, they're friends. Yeah. Because I remember in the Injustice storylines, that's when they, they hit on their relationship. So it makes sense for Booster Gold to be there and Blue Beetle. But Booster Gold was like the one of like the best friends or partners of uh, Blue Beetle before it was before the mantle was uh, given to uh, what's his name? The newer Blue Beetle. We'll, we'll go with that. I, I don't remember his name. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's I, I mean, Booster Gold is pretty cool. He's a pretty cool character. Yeah, I don't know. I again, I I'm not like super excited for some of these. But I'm also like I said, I'm not like unwilling to try it, you know. I'm yeah, I'm it. still willing to go for it. I just I'm not 100% sure that, you know, um how I feel about some of them. But uh Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is supposed to be a really emotional one. He seemed very very excited about that film. Uh, the one that I'm super excited about as a horror fan is Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing uh, seems really, really cool, um, which I, I like that character anyways. I think it's a DC character that's very much been um, kind of Green and no like page, no looked, sides. looked over, you know, um, and, and I love the... Uh, I love the the history of that uh, of that creature, and you know, like obviously Alec Holland is like the, I, I guess he's considered the popular OG, 
But the real OG is Alex Olsen, and that's actually the story I prefer. And if you if you if you don't know the story of Swamp Thing, essentially Alec Olsen was a scientist, and his best friend, who was also a scientist, really wanted to get with his wife, with Alec Olsen's wife. So he basically like poisoned him with chemical and threw him in a swamp to try to kill him. Jesus. And the dude married his wife, tried to get all romancy, feely, handsy, touchy on the no-no square with his wife. And dude come back, comes back as the Swamp Thing and, again, tries to, like, exact his revenge and things like that. But it's really sad. There's, It's very similar to Hulk, and I was a big Hulk fan as a kid. What is on me right now? Sorry, I thought there was a swamp. bug on me. Um, it's the Swamp Thing. I'm turning into the Swamp Thing. Um, it, it's similar to the Hulk in that it's kind of a tragic story because he, he, does, he saves his wife in the end, and he finally gets back to her, but he can't communicate very well because he's he's a swamp monster you know what i mean so mm-hmm. essentially he has no choice but to do the bruce banner thing from like the like the sad turn around and walk away and hitch a ride home kind of thing you know what i mean like yeah. he just kind of has to accept the fact that he's this monster now um so there's a lot of heartbreak in that story i would hope that when they do the swamp thing film um they they do it almost kind of like how they would handle like the universal monsters and make it. I he, say, he flat out said it would be a horror story. That he would. It would be a horror film, like one of DC's first real horror films. So I'm down like, for that. I genuinely hope that they stick with like the the costumes that the the prosthetic that they try to use for like the the show. Yeah, like the CW show. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I mean that shit looked dope. That was some good and really prosthetics. I got to say, like, look that shit yeah. up, man. Like that stuff looked great. Yeah, I um. I personally like. Let me pull up the picture here because I I had it for that episode. I personally like this kind of look. I mean, it's kind of similar. It it is similar, but I think that's a cool look too. You also have. Let me find another one. I had a few of them on here from making that video. Um, let me. I'm scrolling. Let me see. Um, where are you? Where are you, Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing. I need you, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. I'm going to stop doing that now. Rosalia, I've never seen the Supergirl series. I just can't get into like the CW stuff. But I can't either. I hear hear Supergirl is literally the only thing that's holding it together, plus Arrow. So I'll have to check it out. There's a lot of fans of Superman and Lois, though, too. I know. Which, Which there's a feature film coming up for it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I I'm I'm down for it. Like I said, it's not a terrible slate. I'm not like mega excited for it necessarily. I mean, I will go and I will be there because I do like DC and I do like these characters. And I'll be very intrigued to see what they do with them, particularly mm-hmm. for Superman and Batman. And there are things that I am excited about. Um, but when I say that I'm more excited for the DC Elseworld stuff for like for the second Batman film and the second Joker film, um, I, I am, I am more excited for the Elseworld stuff. I am. So we'll see. Listen, I, I, I say I'm That's not what's excited so great about this. If you don't like the original timeline, guess what? There's other things you can check out just like a fucking comic book. So exactly. Exactly. It's one of the things that make comic book universes so cool. Like I, I love the fact that, um, I, I, I'll tell you what. 
James Gunn is the king of this, and he did it for Marvel, and I know there were a lot of factors for the Guardians of the Galaxy, but you have to think about it. I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy, they were not the most popular Marvel characters, let's be honest with ourselves, they weren't. So, no, as of now, I'm not super, super, super mega excited for Booster Gold and for Creature Commandos um, and, and for some of these other film or films and TV shows, but... I think if there's anybody that's going to take characters that are relatively unknown to the masses, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously hardcore DC fans, hard, hard, uh, com- hard comic book fans will obviously um, know what he's talking about. But I'm excited to see how he makes them exciting, if that makes sense, because he did it with Guardians of the Galaxy, and he turned those characters into some of the most beloved MCU characters to date. And he definitely turned around uh, Suicide Squad as well. Yeah, so, I mean, who's to say that he can't do the same thing with all these characters? So I'm excited for that. I'm I'm rooting for him. I really am. I'm 155,000% rooting for James Gunn and Peter Saffron to make this incredible and, and not not to try to outdo Marvel but to try to do something different than Marvel I love Marvel and I love um you know I I love what they're doing and I you know I'm a Marvel fanboy and I always will be but I really really am rooting for for what they're doing with DC I think there's a lot of potential there so so we'll see Rosie said CW is for young teens. I could see that. <laughs> I really could. I could see that 100%. Yeah. Um, he, she, we said can't wait for more Godzilla films. Well, you and Miguel need to go get a beer together, my friend. That's true. There, I mean, I'm the, only, the only one I can tell right now that's up right now is the, the GVK sequel. Godzilla. Yeah, the, yeah, the GVK sequel, which I yeah. still don't know very much about. I know it just Nobody does. There's been a lot of there's there's been quite a few rumors about things. We do know 100% that Godzilla and Kong will like co-star. Will 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 return. It. They will return. But we don't yeah, necessarily know is Millie Bobby Brown apparently, which I heard. I heard oh, she's really? not returning. Yeah. Well, I was particularly talking about who the villain's going to be. Like there's so many options, but there also there aren't they don't all make sense though. Like a lot of people have thrown out Destroya. But that doesn't necessarily make sense because if you're doing Kong and Godzilla teaming up, everybody was like, I'm sorry, I love me some Kong, but Destroya would mop the floor with Kong. Like, they just would, (laughs) you know? Bro, his hair would get singed immediately, yeah. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. I mean, it was the fight of his life to try to take down Godzilla. And, I mean, yes, he did it one time, but, like, Again, Godzilla stepped on his chest, like, like legit. He he got one G one three, Kong won like one, one yeah. But to be fair though, Kong did save G's life at the end. So, I mean, yeah, it's fair for sure. But guess what? He was gonna die either way if it wasn't for Godzilla's atomic breath igniting the fucking axe. Yeah, he she we. I could see that. I could see that. Um, I don't know. I did see where there was. Somebody had posted like a a fan. This wasn't necessarily a rumor. This was basically just a um like a a fan plot, but it was like what if what if we lead up to a destroyer like big bad and you know you can do you can do Gigan and you can do um Mecha Godzilla or we're not Mecha uh Mecha Mecha Destroya or not Mecha God, who am I thinking? Who's the one that died? The three-headed one. Ghidorah. Um, there you go. Mecha King like, Ghidorah. You could do Mecha Ghidorah and things like that. 
but if you built up to uh, an eventual destroy a big bad villain type thing and like you know three or four films down the road it was like what if godzilla and kong lead the rest of the monsters to fight destroya or whatever no. and M- miguel oh, was like sense. miguel was like nah. <laughs> he was like i don't i you, i forget what you said you were like i don't need to see kong and godzilla like as the ringleaders of the monsters like that doesn't need to happen <laughs> no king kong's got to die i'm sorry guys king kong has to die I don't think so. I think yeah. he's too important to important to employee. I think he's too important with um the the inner earth thing, whatever they call it. Yeah, not, he's he's too popping with the with the with the with the United with the states crowd. But honestly, guys, he's he's definitely gonna get he's gonna bite the bullet at some point for sure. And I'm like not the, really the, the last the last Godzilla. The, if Godzilla is gonna like go against Destroyer, it has to be just that. It has just it, it has to be just Godzilla. There's like it has to just be one on one. You don't want Kong be... to even help him? No, because he's gonna die before that happens. I mean, do you listen? Okay, do you think l- legit in a no. fair fight, no other monsters? It's, no, it's Destroya versus no. Kong and Godzilla together. No, does Kong even get, stand a Kong's chance to make a dent? Within like fucking two minutes of that movie, I'll give him. I, like I was even with Gene on his side, bro, even with Gene helping die. him, bro. <laughs> Yeah, Kong's gonna have a kid in the next movie, so yeah, he's gonna die at some point. I hope not. I I don't want. I don't know. Look, I, I'm gonna shed a tear when I see Kong's eyes close for the last time. I will, but he's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, you'll be sitting there in the movie theater. You'll be like, I told you he was gonna die. He's <laughs> gonna be like, it's like sad, but anyways. <laughs> but anyways, so we got gee, thirty more kill minutes this man, the movie. Like... Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, man. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, she, we big boobs. You, you want a guy again? Oh, bro, dead ass. Yeah, see, told you. Oh, <laughs> he's gonna die. That's rather. I love Kong. You all know I'm the Kong fan here. Like I, he's my favorite monster. And that's not to say I'm not a fan either. I'm just saying, like he's he's not gonna survive. What do you think of this, Miguel? He, she, we said I want Gigan and Bactra for the next film. That would be dope. I'd like to see you guys can come back, man. Have you seen? Hey, hey, Hishi, have you seen uh, that new animated uh, short film that came out? It was like it was like a couple. Yeah, months we listen. We, we, we did filmed, a review, bro. We got fucking flagged. It was an incredible. We had a great time. It was like a fifteen-minute video. We did a whole reaction to this awesome Godzilla fan film. I edited the entire thing. I was like, this is one of the coolest videos we have ever shot. I was actually really proud of it, and. I uploaded it to YouTube and within a it was not even 10 minutes after it uploaded to YouTube I had an email and it was like Toho has copyrighted your video. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" And it it I had a an a, an email from YouTube and with Toho on it and I was like, Okay, bro, I guess I'm Bryce taking it down. That to me, and I was like, "Bro, we got we got acknowledged by Toho. That is that's unheard of. I never thought in a million years that we would be acknowledged by Toho. Granted, it was a bad thing, but but it was just a reaction video. We didn't rip anything off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why I put the disclaimer and stuff in there, and I thought it made a difference, but apparently it doesn't. So no. I don't know. Oh, uh, Ishii, uh No, it's not a. It wasn't the anime. Here, let me. Let me look it up. I can find it and I'll put it. It in was the Godzilla versus Gigan Rex. Yeah, Godzilla I remember that because I, I put it in the title. It's on YouTube. It was, it, I think it was just like it was like a Godzilla fan film that wanted a festival or something like that. Yeah, it was like 
It was. It's a pretty. It won dope. big. It won big at a festival. It but. did. Here, I'll uh, I'll post it on the comments so you guys can check it out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Can I do that? I didn't. I don't uh, think I can. Can you do that? You want me to post I it? I guess I can. Yeah, might as well. Because um, I can't do if it. You wanna... I have zero power. Uh, hey Toho, look, I'm rep. I'm 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 advertising you guys, even though you fucking flagged me hard for advertising you. Yeah, it's on the it's on the Godzilla channel. Um, that's it's, called being a simp for Toho. It's about six six and a half minutes long, um, but it's it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. Like if you guys are big fans of it, I'll set the premise. It's pretty much a continuation of like the 1995 Godzilla versus Destroyer. When Junior died and he was resurrected by Godzilla when he passed away, yeah, it's a continuation from Godzilla Junior. Yeah. So it's a, so so that link. If you click on that link in the chat, it'll um it'll take you to the fan film and you can watch it. It's only six and a half minutes long and it's pretty cool. Like it's actually like kind of a dope. You know, it, it's a pretty it's a pretty dope. Um, little fan. I like it. And, and really look, well done. Look, Hishi, like Gigan looks fucking sick in this in this fucking film. He, like, does. he really does. He looks dope. He does. And Godzilla it's maybe the dope. coolest I've ever seen Gigan. I'm gonna be real. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite uh designs of Godzilla too. Just because it looks so similar to like how Junior would be. So yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah. Um last one before I want to move on to some last of us talk, because we're about an hour and a half <clears> in. Um, and I, I want to try to wrap this thing up by about ten o'clock or so. Um, he, she, we said Mothra King and God and uh, Mothra King and Zilla all going to die because each of them will have kids. Why are they all having kids? Wait, wait, didn't Mothra already die? Yeah, Mothra then, already died. Yeah, yeah. And there's, I'm sure there's an egg somewhere. That's that's the trope. Every time Mothra dies, just know there's a fucking egg somewhere. There's another Mothra. So Mothra didn't yeah. really die. <laughs> no, Mothra's going to yeah. come back at some point. I'm still trying to get over the hit. Just, just kill him. <laughs> just, just kill him. Every time Kong is on screen, bro, just kill him. Just kill him. Like, yeah. like what? Um, uh, Rosalie, a great question. Are you going to check out Cocaine Bear? Hell to Fuck, yes, yes, we're going to check out Cocaine Bear. Uh, Cocaine Bear actually seems like out. one of the coolest stories of the year, actually. And I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think it comes out in March, February, or March, maybe. Does it? I, I want to say wait. March. I wish Look it was it February so I can do it as a as a you know as a Valentine's Day thing. Yeah, he sh- <laughs> I know what you mean, man. <laughs> I know. Um, so Whatever. real quick, let's he he he, oh, he was yeah. like, you know what I mean. Um, so let's switch gears real quick. Um, it, so Miguel, have you seen The Last of Us? Have you? I've it out? seen. I've gotten to episode. Was it? A, I've gotten to episode three. That episode. So you didn't see last Sundays? I haven't seen last Sundays. God, I'm going to have to do a spoiler talk on my own. I thought I was going to sit here and talk spoilers with you. Um, well, I've talked about The Last of Us quite a bit. I've been uploading YouTube shorts with my reaction each Sunday night after the episode. I missed the third one, um, but I did talk it in a spoiler thing on the last show. So, um, so Miguel, to let us know uh, real briefly, what are your thoughts, at least on the first three episodes of The Last of Us so far? pretty good silence it's pretty good well listen i've never pl- i've never played the game so miguel like- what miguel what are your thoughts i like it man it's a good movie it's good it's good i like it it's nice okay now look i never i never played the game so like i never really like knew like the entirety of the story 
I know Joel uh, needed to take Ellie somewhere, and Joel just said, fuck it to the whole world, and then something happened to Joel, and then next thing you know, we're like, you know, it's all about Ellie now, so like, yeah, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but if you played the game, it's pretty much what happened. So... You, you look what? like Trump right now. I don't know how else to explain it. If you played the game, you'll know it's great. It's a great story. It's the great story that's ever been told. Nobody could have done it better. Uh, wow, the mic feels really warm on my mouth right now. Oh my God. Uh, great, greatness. It's great. The game's great. It's amazing. The show's wonderful. It's great. Okay, so uh, anyways, uh, if you want my it's personal great. opinion on, um, <laughs> on The Last of Us, here. Yeah, uh, man, people it was are going to add sub from us. So, pretty much, I don't know. Like, in regards to a zombie movie, it's pretty dope. Steve Merlo! What's up, man? I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a good fucking, uh... I thought it was pretty good so far. Like, it's Like, how can I say this? Your your wife is what perfectly described it, pretty much. Because I'm a huge uh, Game of Thrones fan, too. So, like, when I saw House of the Dragon and it was end of the season, I was like, well, fuck, what am I going to do now? And And then they said, well, we have The Last of Us just to get us through the the rest of the rest of the year. So I was like fucking perfect. So HBO uh, said, "Don't worry, we have a new hit show." <laughs> pretty much, bro. HBO, take like why are you why are you getting rid of that streaming service? Why are you getting rid of HBO Max? You literally make great series. Like I don't know what to tell you other than that. Like stick to your guns. So yeah, The Last of Us is pretty dope. Yeah. I thought the I uh I wasn't really all that well versed into the whole type of zombies that The Last of Us had, and I gotta say, man, the the zombies or the clickers or the infected from The Last of Us, they it reminds me of like Twenty Eight Days Later zombies, like those motherfuckers, like those put some fear in your mouth right there. They do. So, well, literally, fear in your mouth. What I yeah, we'll we'll come back to that. Um, what I like that they're doing about the show, I've seen some people complain that there's not enough zombies in the show, and my response to that is, I understand what you're saying. I feel like anybody, like anybody on any like political news like like thing in like the United States or Canada, where it's like, I understand what you're saying, but here's why you're wrong. Like you know, um, I I understand that there haven't been a ton of zombies or a ton of at least action sequences featuring zombies. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, I was listening to the companion podcast, which has Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann on there talking about each episode as they drop. And it's a really good listen. If you're watching the last of us, I encourage you to go check it out. And they were like, you know, we purposely made the choice to not litter it with infected because it makes it all the more impactful when you do see a clicker on the screen, when you do see a standard runner or, you know, which we're about to be introduced to bloaters. Yeah, I think next week is going to make up for it. Episode number five looks to be like, oh, will it? OK, I yeah, it looks like it's going to be an action packed zombie filled episode, which is cool. Um, But yeah, I almost think it's a smart choice to not throw a zombie in every single sequence or every single scene because it 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 makes sense to i i don't know it, it makes sense to me because i'm like i'm it almost makes them scarier when you don't see them that much i mean that's the whole thing with the walking dead right like we we were so used to seeing the zombies that the zombies stopped being scary even the characters the characters aren't really scared of the zombies in the walking dead unless there's like 20 of them or more 
Then they're scary. You know what I mean? But if there's like four or five walkers in the show, they're kind of like, eh, whatever. They take them out. And it's that not sucks really a big because, issue. because the walkers in The Walking Dead was like. Are so well done. They're so good. Like yeah. there was like, there's like a whole, I remember there was a whole year where like people were like, bro, I want to be a walker. I want yeah. to be able to be in yeah. that. Like I remember well, you, you remember they pushed the it. walker school thing. And yeah, yeah, we, exactly. Yeah, Miguel and I looked into being zombies on the walking Yeah, we really did. Now, that have been really fucking obviously dope, it didn't happen, but. To um, him? No, I'm kidding. But um, oh, I think it. I think in regards Miguel's to like, like season seven episode. No, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Like I think that the zombies on uh, in the Last of Us. I mean, granted, they're not like they're not like old, decrepit, like bone rotting zombies and whatnot. Or they don't look like it's like it's just it's just the fact that like they are pushing like such a like a narrative that like it's a natural thing that actually lives in this world right now. It was yeah. what makes it so freaking scary is the fact that like all it takes is one good year of that fucking uh, fungus just mutating. And we're in the last of yeah. us pretty much. Well, like that's I, truly what happened. I love the start of it. Where yeah. It's, I was, it was the, the epidemiologist. Yeah, yeah. The, the epidemiologist. They were just like, bro, like this is some shit. Like this could really kill us all. And the guy is like, <laughs> well, and the fact that it's the fact that cordyceps is a real thing, you know what yeah. I mean? Like makes it creepier. Like cordyceps is real. Like it's it's not like it's just something made up for the show. Like it's not like Resident Evil where it's all these fake viruses. Like yeah, like T virus, E virus. It's legit. <laughs> like it's really it's a real thing. Like that actually happens, and that you know it's not uncommon for viruses to evolve and for things mm-hmm. to to mutate and to turn into other things. You know, so it was um, it was it was that Indonesian girl. It was an Indonesian doctor where like I was like, "What do we when do?" She, and she was like, "Bomb." Like, yeah, when she yeah. when she said start bombing, I was like, "Oh, well." And you can like, tell yeah. because she's sitting there with the tea, and as soon as the guy, the soldier walks in, she's holding her tea, and she's like, like she's yeah. shaking and and freaking out. You know what I mean? But it it, it I no, love it was, that stuff. I love was, seeing. The yeah. how the apocalypse begins and things like that. Um, it was a, it was a shared fear that she had because it was like because she wasn't just talking about like bomb some random city. She was talking about bombing her hometown. She said, yes. "Please let me go with my family so that I can be with them when they bomb me." Like fucking hell! Like she was yeah. willing to just go like roast in flames yep. for the sake of keeping this virus intact because there's yep. no cure. Is that what they said? They said there's literally no zero cure. And I still don't understand Ellie's uh, Ellie's stigma on how she was able to survive. Obviously, I've never played the game, so I don't know. Yeah. There, and, you know, they've made some... Obviously, this is very broad strokes. We've... I've played the game, so I know where we're headed. At least, in a sense, I know where we're headed. They're, obviously, they can deviate. Um, and they have deviated in certain aspects. Like, there is, there's no spores, in the TV show, in the game, there are certain areas where Joel has to put on a gas mask in order to be in there because if he's breathing it in, it'll he'll become infected. Um, they they took that out of the show, which makes sense logistically. It makes sense. Um, the thing with Tess when the zombie kind of senses her, and then it turns and the fungus it kind of goes to do the like that shit was so like the the That's what people call the kiss the zombies. Um, and the like the the hurt like the the fungus like touched each other and was like growing inside of her whatever like they're they're they've done certain things like that that make it 
interesting and different um, because that kind of stuff didn't necessarily happen the same way in the game. But I like the deviation so far, even the stuff with Bill and Frank. I think I actually think I prefer the Bill and Frank stuff in the show than I do to the game because it fleshes things out more. You I have an opportunity I... to flesh things out in a different way in the show than you do the game because uh, Neil Druckmann was talking about this. He was like, when you're creating a video game, you have to keep the player engaged at all times. That's why there has to be a certain amount of action. You can't have this long drawn out sequence without anything happening because the player has to be able to do something because it's a, it's a video game. You know what I mean? That's the point is to be able to play the game. So you good? Yeah, I, I thought oh. you were. I thought you were getting ready to speak. I didn't. I didn't expect an no, awkward you pause. No, ended right there. Sorry. Well, but, that's where I was ending. <laughs> so, like after after, because I'll say this: because the last episode I saw was obviously Bill and Frank, and after I saw that episode, I obviously went down to watch the scene with Bill and Frank, uh, you know, in the video game. And I'll tell you what, dog, I like the show better. <laughs> I do too. It, it's yeah. a better. It's it a made, it's a better story. It made Frank seem like a fucking dick. He was like, like some like. Oh, you just want to live on your own or whatever, blah 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 blah. So I took the battery. It's like Jesus, Frank. Yeah. Like, it was all chill. very, it was all very implied in the game mm-hmm. that they had a relationship and things like that. Um, by the way, can I tell you something? Go ahead. After we watched episode, ap- after we watched episode three, Julia said that would be you and Miguel if the apocalypse happened. Jesus Christ, who would be in the I hole? I was like, I was like, what? Who would be the doomsday prepper? Who no? Who would be the yeah? Who would be the doomsday prepper? And who would be the one that get trapped in the, in the hole? I would probably be the doomsday prepper. Damn! I knew I was taken. I knew I was catching. <laughs> you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Yeah. but i don't know it it was a really episode three was beautiful episode two um set pretty good i don't know episode one set the stage for this world and it set the stage for joel's arc to take place Mm -hmm. episode two set the stage for joel and ellie's journey together and episode three kind of paved the way for that journey to begin as well as kind of just giving us a cool story that takes place within that world as well. Um, Still ties in, but it's still its own unique thing. Episode number three, or excuse me, episode number four, which you haven't seen yet um, where everybody dies. uh, No, I'm kidding. Um, I wouldn't believe you. But episode four, if I could say it in a non-spoiler way, the, the best thing about the episode is the fact that Joel and Ellie start to really bond in a way that we haven't seen before, he starts to become a little bit more parental towards her. Although he's still, he's still saying your cargo. He's still trying to act all big and bad, but like she's starting to break him a little bit. Like she's starting to tell him jokes. She's starting to be funny. It's starting to be cute. Their relationship is starting to be cute, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like where episode four is going. It it was a really well done episode and the next one looks incredibly action packed. So, um, and it drops on Friday, so we don't even have to wait very long to get episode. I was going to mention that because of the Super Bowl. Yeah, because so. I was like, "Wow, The Last of Us really just said we are not risking any viewers." 
Yeah. Drop well, listen, I saw a thing today. It was the first episode had like five and a half million viewers. Episode two had like six and a half million. Three had se- or seven million. Like it's literally like the amount of viewers week to week for The Last of Us has increased by like a million or more people. Bro, which and is I pretty bet cool. you this, the sales for that video game is probably skyrocketing right now. Probably. Too. Guarantee you yeah. it probably is. So, but I, I am absolutely loving it. I think it's. I think it's been an absolutely fantastic show so far. Mm-hmm. And Julia's loved it. I, I like Miguel, I don't know if I ever told you this, but like I, I had told her a million times, I was like, You're gonna watch The Walking Dead with me. I want you to watch The Walking Dead. And she was like, I just don't want to. Like she 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 didn't want to. She was like, That's a lot to to try and catch up on. And I was like, I understand that, but if you're not gonna watch T W D, you're gonna watch The Last of Us. And she's loved it so far. So I'm glad that I'm glad that she's into it. So That's good. I'm glad. But um, so real quick, uh, anybody who's left, if you haven't already, please be sure to leave this episode a like. We'll probably go for about 10 or so more minutes. There's one last thing I wanted to touch on before we got out of here in terms of like the movie news side of things. And that was, Miguel, have you seen what AMC is doing with their theaters? Not a fucking clue. What are they doing? Really? Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Um, AMC theaters news. <laughs> Um, let me pull up the Variety article. So essentially what's happening is AMC Theaters, which is maybe, I, I think it might be the biggest movie theater chain in North America. Bro, um, it almost went out of business. The fuck you mean? I know, which is saying something. But I yeah. I, I think it's still the biggest. But this was uh, this one is on Variety. But essentially they're changing the way that they do ticketing. Um. I had tweeted about this today and I interacted with a few people. The Good Real Hunting guys commented and there were, there were a few a few different interactions on there. Essentially, if you are going to an AMC theater, when you choose your seat, based on the location of your seat, the price will change. So if you choose what's considered a part of their prime seating, Ew. you're going to you're going to pay a higher price than Ew. um what is than this what you basketball game for, get the fuck out of here. Than what you would pay for a uh, a seat that's closer to the screen. It's pretty dumb. In a world where we, in this world we live in, so wait, where it's what's like, considered prime? We are begging people to try to get back to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Trying to like discriminate between who can pay the most for the seating is stupid. And I, yeah. I get it. They're hurting for money. I know. Figure out a promo. Figure something else out to get people at the theater. That mm-hmm. kind of crap is not getting people in the theater. Make popcorn cheaper. Make popcorn and coat and coke cheaper you're Dog, exactly right rosalia swarmed the movie theaters when they found out that popcorn was actually like three dollars and soda was yeah. probably like two but the second they jumped that thing up i was like i'm done i'm not gonna pay that much for fucking popcorn but now you're gonna charge me how good of a seat i want this isn't a fucking uh a final four basketball game this isn't march madness <laughs> I don't fucking care. we're not getting tickets for rep like this is just going to see a movie yeah dude, um top tier like the nosebleed seats for a normal uk game right now is like 86 bucks like no i'm not fucking paying that and what am i gonna pay 20 extra dollars just to be able to move probably five uh rows no this is stupid yeah it it is stupid why'd you piss me off tonight (laughs) we're ending the show by pissing you off yeah um yeah i completely agree rosalie this is not the way to get butts in theaters it's not um, so if, if we go through this real quick, I, I, this has more details than I will. Um, at your next visit to AMC theaters, getting a prime seat may cost you a little extra. 
yes, it's the country's largest theater chain. I, I thought it was. That's so um, what theater so, is doing uh, the fucking, not only just the screen in front of you, but the screens on the side? Uh, that's Cinemark. Dude, I love Cinemark. Cinemark. Bro, Cinemark did it better than AMC. Like, I don't know why AMC is doing this right now. Like, Cinemark's I mean, promo for, like, the whole three-screen uh, adventure, that's dope. Even though I know it's probably going to suck in, like, a year or two and it's going to get old. But it's a cool thing to bring people in, in the theaters. But to charge me to to watch one fucking screen? Like, think of it like that. Yeah, look. AMC wants to charge you fucking probably 40 or 50 percent more to change where you're gonna see sit down cinemark is gonna charge the same price but they give you two more screens which would you choose i see i see a better deal with cinemark obviously so like where are we going with this julia and i didn't go to our normal theater usually we go usually when we go see a movie we go to lexington um sometimes we'll go to florence because they're they each of them has a cinemark um but we went to we were already um up in Newport, Kentucky, which is just south of the river. It's literally like here's like here's the Cincinnati River or not the the Cincinnati River. The uh, here's Cincinnati, here's the Ohio River, here's Newport. It's literally like you can see the city from there. Um and we we went to an AMC to see a man called Otto. And like I'm just gonna be hundred percent honest with you. Like I tweeted earlier and I was like, if it ain't Cinemark, it ain't me. Because I honestly, like the experience of going to a Cinemark is so much better than going to an AMC. Like that's just my opinion. Somebody else might disagree with me, but I I was not super impressed. The popcorn wasn't that great, the drink machines weren't that great it's it's just not that great of an experience honestly like you're literally just living i don't think it's as nice of, of a theater AMC theater i just i don't think it's as nice of a theater chain i really don't um but anyways so here's where the, i'm not going to read through this whole article verbatim movie um, tavern reminds movie, movie tavern reminds me of amc yeah i'm not a big movie tavern fan either um yeah. so similar to music concerts sporting events or broadway moviegoers will have the option to pay more or less for admission depending on where they choose to sit in the venue or in the theater in effect front or in effect front row seats will be available at a lower price while seats in the middle of the theater will be available at a higher price now somebody had said um i think it was Bretman from good reel had said that Yes, I would pay ten and, bucks and, and risk do, two years with a felony to go pirate the movie, then pay fifty <laughs> bucks to go watch it at AMC theater. I do agree that the sound quality is yes, the sound quality is going to be better in the center of the theater or in the back of the theater. I understand that, but is it going to be? Is the sound quality better enough that it's worth paying four dollars extra for a ticket? When the ticket already costs nine dollars a person, no, mm-hmm. no, it's just not. It's it's not. Um, at least to me, it's not. Some people might think it is. I don't know. Uh, the initiative kicks off on Friday at select AMC locations in New York, Chicago, and Kansas City, and will be expanded to all domestic AMC locations. Yada yada yada. Here's the interesting thing. So there will be three different seat price options. The first is standard sight line, described as the seats that are most common in auditoriums and are available for the traditional cost of a ticket. So that's what's the normal cost of a of a movie ticket. Then there's value sight line, which is the seats in the front row. So you have like like the 
I believe the back and some of the outers are going to be the standard ticketing. The front is value ticketing, so that'll be the cheap seats. Um, In other words, economy. Uh, yeah, the economy seating as well as the ADA seats. Um, but then you will also have preferred sightline, which is the seats in the middle of the auditorium, and they're priced at the premium seats. You know what I mean? Things like that. That's so stupid. Um, and also the a the AMC Stubbs members or whatever the hell it's called, they'll have they they can reserve seats in preferred sections at no additional cost. So to if you're part of the AMC rewards thing, it'll be the same <clears throat> price for whatever. Again, garbage. Wait, stupid. so even if you're an award member. You still got to pay the same price? No, if you're a reward if you're an AMC Stubbs Rewards member, essentially you can um you just pay the same normal you just pay the normal flat rate. Like oh, so there's no there's no value. It's just the standard whatever the ticket ticket again. Say say a say the standard seating is nine bucks a ticket value seating is six bucks a ticket and premium seating is 12 bucks a ticket you would just be paying the standard nine like just the normal flat rate you don't have That's to pay the extra stupid. you don't have to pay the less i know it's i think it's ridiculous yeah um bad move they i Very saw where it was a expected to provide a detailed seat map that outlines each option during the ticket process i saw that map somewhere give me um give me Give me a second. I'm gonna find this. For what? What are you finding? I'm there's a I saw a map. There was a seat map. Oh, of what the cost would be? Yes. I saw this. Rosalia, I agree. Like, so now there's gonna be a first class sections in the Cinemark. How more pretentious can these people get, honestly? Like you do you understand, like imagine imagine like, you know, I could I could picture this scenario right now. Like, mother takes his kids her kids to the movie theaters and they're like acting a mug and that's fine. That stuff happens at theaters, but it's fine because we are all paying for the same experience. But then when you have some fucking mobile, that's going to like say, I paid $50 so I can have the good middle seat and your kids fucking crying and shit like that. That's, that's going to happen. Like you're going to create literally like a financial divide or like uh, what's it called? What's it called? Status like a uh, divide between these movies and yes, like there it is. Okay. it's fucking it's fucking ridiculous to have that yeah um i, I completely agree and, and listen if cinemark and uh you know alamo and all those other theater chains start to do the same thing they're stupid because well, they should see the reaction to this and be like okay they don't people Bro, don't want that that ain't gonna work that ain't cinemark gonna. cinemark and regal are gotta be like Let's just see how it goes. So I don't, I don't know if you can really see this. I know we're kind of like it's, it's kind of cut off. Well, I can't, I can change us, but I can't change where we are. It's kind of cut off. Let me, let me take us away. So if you can see, um, so blue is two dollars off. It doesn't have the price on here, but value sightlined, which is if you look at the top, it's like right at the front of the screen. And then for whatever reason, there's value sightline value is uh, if you look like in the back section, like if you went up the stairs, there's two random blue ones there. I don't know why those are value. That doesn't make any sense. Um, all of the white ones are standard sightline, like just standard seating. And then the yellow is preferred sightline. So it's two dollars extra. So whatever you would pay for a normal AMC movie ticket, which I believe is like nine fifty a ticket, you're gonna end up paying eleven fifty a ticket instead of the nine. 
which I know sounds like a small thing, but like, screw that. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, You're exactly right, Rosalia. It's just it's a class dividing thing. Like that's all. It that's is. what I was looking for. That's class all dividing. it's saying. It's just dividing it into classes of who can do what. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I just I for me personally, I don't think that the AMC theater experience was nice enough for me to be like, yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll get a premium ticket. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I was not super, super impressed when we went to go see a man called auto at the theater. I, and it, and it was an AMC. I was like, man, like I actually found myself thinking, I was like, man, I wish this was a Cinemark. <laughs> like I really did. I like, and I'm not like, Whose idea was it? what? Whose idea was it to go to the AMC? Well, we, we debated on where we should go. Like if we should stop on the way home, Mm-hmm. And go to a different f- cinema or whatever, but we were literally right there. Like we were literally right there to eat and to hang out. So I was mm-hmm. like, "We'll just see it right here." And I hadn't been to an AMC in a while. I was like, "Ah, we'll see how the AMC experience was." I wasn't a fan. Was not a fan. <laughs> I was not a fan. They didn't. And, and I know it might that you know small things might vary from location to location, but the popcorn doesn't taste that great. It doesn't. I know, Cinemark's popcorn like, is. I could eat an entire tier. large tub of Cinemark it's popcorn pretty, by myself, which is terrible, lie. and that's like the old 2003 like diabetes commercial. But you know the old cat diabetes. dude diabetes. Diabetes. I, I'd like to talk to you about diabetes, but you know. So I don't know. I it's Cinemark is my preferred film experience, cinema experience. If I'm gonna go, um, I, w- I usually it's funny because I usually tag Cinemark and all of our stuff when we go see a movie, and they they they'll I've had conversations with the people on Instagram. I sit there texting. I'm like, I'm talking to the official Cinemark account right now. Like, what's happening? But Cinemark's has always been good to us. So. Hey, yo, Cinemark, shout Listen, out to us. Give us some free tickets or something. Cinemark, we'll take it. that. We'll take that sponsorship. Yeah, I'll take that sponsorship, dog. We'll take that Cinemark sponsorship. We'll yeah. talk you up. We'll go see your movies all the time. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But I love it, man. Um, yeah, we're living in a society. Talking about George from Black <laughs> yeah. Um, Guys, listen, an hour and 54 minutes in. It is 10.03 right now. Um, I've got to go to bed. So I- I'm going to wrap it up here for tonight. This has been a blast. This is the most fun I've had on a show in a while, man. Um, Miguel, I'm so happy to have you back. I really well, I'm glad to be I've back, missed man. you I've missed showering with you what um but I, I've missed you being here and listen all of you guys that were here tonight it's been an absolute blast to have you here um if you haven't already please be sure to leave this a like and if you're listening after the fact please let us know uh if you have questions drop them in the comments if you have thoughts on the DC slate on the last of us on the AMC thing on any of the many things we covered tonight this was a good old-fashioned hodgepodge show and usually I've found that anytime we have a hodgepodge show and we talk about a ton of things at once um it's usually a pretty good time so this has been uh this has been a blast super super excited for the next one like I said probably won't do a live show again this week I'll I'll try and break up this episode into smaller chunks um, just for people that didn't get to catch it live because I know it's a lot to sift through. And, of course, I'll put the chapters on here and stuff. But um, but we love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. New episodes of Let's Talk Movies and Purely and Simply Evil premiere every single week at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can follow us on at, at, twi- at, at this moment. At this moment, guys, in our pre-record, he'd be like, oh, fuck, I got to do it again. <laughs> This is where Jay, dude, we didn't, we got no Jay Dead tonight. Where was Jay Dead I was at? I mention that. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Um, this is where Jay Dead would be telling me that I'm having small pin strokes all the time. <laughs> but uh, 
what I was going to say is that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTM Podcast KY. You'll find it in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. And if you're going to tweet at us, please use the hashtag, hashtag Let's Talk Movies Podcast. Um, we love you. You can follow us on Spotify as well, any of the other audio podcast platforms. I've got to update that, by the way. It's not updated at all. Oh, that shit. Uh, but so glad Miguel's back, guys. Hope you have an incredible rest of your week, an incredible Tuesday, and uh, we love you. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,